This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Balls. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as it will always be, barring any incident at all, is Lyle Fulton, and I'm joined, as I know, deep down in my heart, I always will be, by the absolutely brilliant Jackie Balls. This is a Jackie Vores listeners who is fresh off a very, very busy week. PGC has been and gone. First things first, Jackie, as I always do. How are you? How has your week been? How was PGC? How did it all go? PGC was incredible. That stands for Pocket Gamer Connect. It's the biggest show for mobile gaming, uh, for actually for for games, for the games industry in the in the UK. And yeah, it was it's a traditional kind of kickoff event for the rest of the year. So it's a show where people come in from all over the world. You see new products, new people, old friends and new. It was insane. It was just uh, very, very busy, very tiring. But, you know, the vibe was very upbeat in an industry that's been suffering quite a lot recently because there's been lots of layoffs um and in you know tough times there was still a lot of positivity and optimism and i think if that can attract if if we go by the law of attraction then hopefully the games industry will will be growing in a big way this year so yeah it was great fantastic to hear that i've also been speaking to a few people other members of the brilliant demozo team who've all said just how brilliant pocket gamer connects was and yeah the whole team were there and it was a, a fantastic event not just for public Pocket Gamer Connects in general, but also for the Debozo team, because it was just sort of great to be there en masse, working as a team. So many clients there. We had brilliant clients there doing launches and parties. And yeah, we were flat out, really flat out. No, it was great. Really, really good. I'm shattered now. I was going to say, yeah, like front loading the week with such a big event, a brilliant event, obviously, but a very, very busy event. And obviously now we're Thursday. Don't want to date the podcast, but we're Thursday as we normally are. <laughs> Thursday afternoon listeners recording the podcast and obviously coming to the end of the week. So yeah, it's no wonder you've been working flat out. Also, just as a quick side note, 2023 being such a brilliant year for games, for 2024 to start with such a brilliant event and such a positive, enthusiastic event, surely breeds confidence going into 2024 in the gaming industry, which is fantastic to hear. Speaking of confidence, here we go. This has got a vague segue, but I'm going to go for it. Speaking of confidence, we're confident that this might be the biggest reach and possibly the vaguest conversation topic we've ever decided to discuss insofar as listeners this week we are talking about and i said speaking of confidence we're talking about a bit of an obsession of jackie and mine over the last few weeks i'm sure it's been an obsession for some of you listeners over there at home as well traitors we're going to talk about traitors the uk edition of traitors sort of reactions to traitors insofar as how we feel about how it's been going who our favorites are but more importantly the kind of comms elements of traitors now the reason i said it was going to be a bit of a reach is that what's also been going on this week slightly frighteningly is donald <laughs> trump's gathering momentum for a second presidential bid i sort of have to say that through a, a slightly weary smile slash gritted teeth because it won't surprise many of you, the listeners, to know that my views on Donald Trump are not even mixed. I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump. I think he's, you know, one of those. But we're listeners sort of deciding to have a conversation and to sort of check in this week about not the similarities between traitors and the Donald Trump story, because that's not the case. But what the we're looking at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But what's yeah I mean, what one's a reality TV series where there's an arena which is built for 
lying and treachery and the other is a real life example of someone demonstrating elements of treachery but also what's coming up this year because obviously traitors and the traitors team the producers behind traitors are using every tool at their disposal absolutely brilliantly and there's an argument to which like him or loathing donald trump is also using everything at his disposal to gather momentum and to win the race for the republican nomination and ultimately be joe biden's opponent in the upcoming u.s election so first things first jackie you're a traitors viewer we said yeah. that we were going to discuss sort of the comms successes of traitors and how parallels can be drawn between that and what's going on over there in the states what's been your biggest takeaway not just from watching traitors over the last few weeks which has obviously been brilliant and we've absolutely loved but how brilliantly the bbc have done because you said before we went live that the bbc in your opinion and i think that's shared by lots of other people are absolutely smashing out of the park with this yeah, they are. And I think one of the things that we were discussing, and this is why this whole subject of this podcast has come about, is that when Lyle and I get together, we talk about what we're seeing, what's happening in the world. And, you know, traitors and Trump were the first two things we started talking about, which was quite bizarre. So that's why we've kind of landed on this, because it is something that I think is in natural parlance at the moment, things that people are talking about, certainly in the UK. Mm. I know Traitors was a, 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 is a format. So it's a TV show that is played all over the world. But, you know, in essence, it's a show where you've got a bunch of faithful people and a few traitors in there, and the faithful have to work out who the traitors are, and they're all playing for some money. And it's a bit of a phenomenon in the UK at the moment when it comes to viewing figures and the imagination of the public. And, you know, when you're listening to the radio or, or watching the TV, you're getting spoiler alerts all the time so that you don't get the, the latest debunking of a traitor shown up to you. So, yeah, so that's one big thing. And, and the BBC are doing an amazing job of communicating this show as well. It's managing to get out on to all different channels and we were talking about how well they're doing that because they're not really known for really getting behind and promoting shows very well probably because they're a licensed paid organization rather than you know a very commercial station and then we got talking about Trump and and how he's using all these different communications channels and tactics to get his message out there so th th that was the reason why we came up with the with the the idea but i'm not allowed to watch traitors in my house by the way i have to i have to watch it on catch up because J james fundamentally doesn't get with the program on traitors at all and he doesn't like a show that is predicated on lying he just doesn't understand why he thinks it's a dreadful idea. A dreadful okay. Show. While I respect the values behind that decision, that he can't get behind a television program that's based on fundamental treachery and mm -hmm. being a treacherous mm -hmm. individual, as it were, he's got to jump on this. The second he gets in, even 10, 15 minutes, I even said to Al, Alice, my wife, I said, you know, because she watched last series and i'd like to also inform listeners and put their minds at ease that if you are planning on just binging it all in one go and haven't yet watched any episodes of this season of traitors we will do our very best to ensure that this episode of the rest is pr oh, yes. is spoiler free and i say this as well knowing that 
Jackie, my brilliant co-host Jackie, is one episode behind me. Jackie's yet to watch the first episode of this week's concluding week of Traitors. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for Jackie or you, the listeners, but but James has got to get on board with it. I mean, but I do understand. I do understand. And also sometimes this is an interesting thing. And and we haven't uh, listeners, we haven't we haven't even put together one of Lyle's great little documents about this show that I never read anyway. (laughs) But But it's it's treachery. Mm. Here's a question. Do you think that almost the treacherous nature of Trump has made him popular? This is interesting, isn't it? I mean, and, and again, the parallels are very clear. I mean, I wanted to start by saying, and I can, I can answer that question in the form of essentially another question, which is that, yes, television formats have been developing for centuries and you know i've got a friend of mine who works as a producer uh, and in the production team for something called the repair shop which is a brilliant brilliant tv program uh again well yeah and jackie is nodding away because she absolutely loves the repair shop and um she's she was lucky enough to be an assistant producer over the christmas period on one of the episodes and she's moving up and up in in that particular program and in that particular scene which is amazing the repair shop is essentially a kind of there you go there's a repair shop behind jackie uh, and i've got a very blank i'm I'm the antithesis of jackie's repair shop behind her insofar as i've got a completely blank whiteboard uh, that was hurriedly scribbled off by my wife before we went live on the podcast but you know television platforms television broadcasters have been innovating new kind of models new concepts for tv programs for decades traitors and things like Love Island as well. And Love Island has been kind of competing fairly healthily alongside Traitors, you know, ITV's Love Island. These concepts wouldn't have existed, I would argue, and didn't exist, in fact, so it's factually correct, decades ago, because the landscape was, I hate to say this because I'm of this generation, maybe a slightly more morally upright one, you know, certainly oh, on the surface. In the Mary Whitehouse, yeah. who was... Yeah campaigner for you know literally you wouldn't she'd get she would get up in her grill (laughs) about skirts that were too long or you know any discussion of anything to do with uh, sex or you know it was just yes in those decades ago everything was far more moralistic but I'm starting to wonder if the content that we see every day and the content that we consume every day the stories that we see play out in front of us every day i wonder if that's blurred the blurred our lines of recognition in a way are we now becoming sort of numb to real corruption real fat you know fantasy that's being put out in front of us and here's my big question if you know people are looking at the traitors the tv show hmm. as if this is they're treating this as if it's happening in it's a real thing yeah that you know it's not a game or anything like that it, it people are getting so sucked into it that it's almost uh, coming on with a life of its own that's being treated like it is reality hmm. and then you're kind of like sitting there getting sucked into this like yeah okay i'll go along with this and then there's reality over across the pond with donald trump and People going after him for all sorts of sleaze or corruption or malpractice or treason. And nobody seems to be yeah. really taking any notice. Well, this this is what reality. I was going to say. And the more he talks and the more he tells us about, you know, other people being in the wrong, it's almost like we are globally gaslit. This is We're it. Globally gaslit 
by Trump. Brilliantly put. The American population are, being, are literally being gaslit. After I, I, I honestly, I'm like, I, 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 you know, I'm just seeing this whole sort of level of sub-reality or ultra-reality or no reality. I don't know how to describe it. The unfortunate thing is, is that because I think that's absolutely brilliantly put. I, I couldn't have put it better myself. And I actually remember having a conversation with my dad when Johnson and Trump ascended into the realms either side of the pond as being, you know, the <laughs> figureheads of the respective kind of countries associated with the special relationship. And I remember saying to my dad, I said, you don't necessarily always get, in fact, you, you arguably never get the governing team you need. But in terms of a domestic populace, sometimes you get the governing individual you deserve. And actually, I remember thinking, and it's actually, it does link back to traitors. I will always adore anyone who's big into traitors because it's something I'm I'm also massively into. And I think like, it's just brilliant television. And I've said on numerous occasions to my wife, while I've been not even just sitting on the sofa, standing up in anticipation of the next twist going, God, this is brilliant television. So I am in and of myself, a consumer of the medium that generates then this kind of acceptance of treachery and this acceptance of like a lack of morals you see what i mean like a, a generation now you're so right are blinded i think i don't think we are you know and, and like, you know i'd like to say sort of healthily that you know nowadays like, i find it very difficult to know lyle yeah how, how far i'm being manipulated mm. and these are all big questions you have to ask yourself when you're in communications because are you part of the grand manipulation are you part of, with with the messages and the stories that you're delivering? Are you part of some sort of propaganda-esque yeah. brand manipulation? Yeah. Well, I don't know whether I get sucked into things. I don't know whether I'm right or wrong sometimes. But I do know this, is that I do feel like there is this almost entertainment value that's kind of layered over the very serious things that are happening in our mm. world today. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And what's interesting is, is that you look at it now, and I think a lot of people would kind of like fly in the face of what I'm about to say, but I think you know, in cloud cuckoo land, if you do anything other than agree with what I'm about to say, much as you can look at the Trumps of this world and go, what a moronic, bombastic individual, his team and him being the center of this team will look at, look at behavior, will look at behavioral trends. And worldwide, because there's an American Traitors that was hosted by Alan Cumming last year, I'm sure there'll be a, a second season of that as well. And the American series of Traitors was something that my wife and I also watched. And I'm sure there are no end of viewers over in America who watch the American version of the Traitors. They'll be looking at those trends. And we spoke at the beginning of this episode, didn't we, about how actually you know the BBC is smashing out of the park with the comms for Traitors because they're using every tool at their disposal. And we'll go on to talk about that in just a moment. The fact that they've got a fantastic podcast that also doubles up as a television programme on BBC Two that goes live immediately after each episode of Traitors, hosted by Ed Gamble, which is fantastic. And I also sort of digest that as and when I can. They use their social media brilliantly. You know, world leaders, potential like electoral candidates in every country going, look at behavioral trends now and look at what people are consuming, look at what people are watching and, and the trends they're following. And the reason there are parallels is, is that, you know, there's a huge majority over here in the UK, and I'm sure it's the same in the States, who are currently consuming a TV program, which is all about deceit and all about, you know, playing a bit of a game and all about, you know, sort of 
doing what you can. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything for you, the listeners, and I'm not spoiling anything for Jack either. But, you know, as and when you decide to watch Traitors, or if you are currently watching it, there's a, a character, and they have to be called characters, there's an individual in it called Harry. Harry, who's, to all intents and purposes, smashing it out of the park. And I won't reveal which side of the coin he falls on, but if you watch Traitors, you'll know. And he's smashing it out of the park. And his kind of whole mantra, certainly for the last week or so, has been, I'll do whatever I need to do to win. And, you know, there's there's an element of which you know, there's a ruthlessness to it. And mm. we, the British public, are reveling, or otherwise, in watching someone be incredibly ruthless and also to, in, in order to get what they want to do. You know, I've got my wife behind mm. the screen now, listeners, by the way, saying, oh, maybe not, like, I'm not reveling in it at all. Like, I don't, I'm not a particular fan. I'm a big fan. But this is the thing. There are people here in this country who will, like, revel in watching that ruthlessness. And then in the same breath will turn around and go, oh, but if it has real-world ramifications then I don't like that ruthlessness. I'd like a more measured approach. Well, hang on. No, no, no. You know, you're treating it like real life. You know, and this is what I mean. They're, they're watching, you know, world leaders and potential world leaders, prospective world leaders like Trump watch these trends and go, I can play on that. I can play on the fact that maybe the electorate in the country I'm standing in want that level of gameplay. Here's, here's the clever thing. And this is why we talk about communications like this. And this is why we use examples like what's happening in everyone's lives. Here's the clever thing. Donald Trump, you might think he's a bore. You might think he's an idiot. You might think any any number of things about him. But I'll tell you, there's one thing he gets right is his message delivery. Because what he does is he simplifies a message and he delivers it again and 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 again to the point that people think it must be true. And he's so clever with his little sarcastic names like Sleepy Joe. Crooked Joe. Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, he comes a crooked Hillary. Mm. And he'll and then he'll just stick on it. And then yeah. people say, Oh yeah, Joe Biden. He is a bit sleepy, isn't he? He's old. And yeah, Hillary, yeah, well, you know, all that stuff with her emails. And he just drops little seed in there but he keeps saying it over and over and over again when it comes to message delivery this is really really important to remember when we're all in communications i've just come back from a you know a show the pocket gamer connect show where you have ad techs you have games you have publishers you have all sorts of service companies all millions and millions and millions of messages all to the same end user and it's the ones that come out with that very punchy, singular way of communicating that actually just gets through. And somehow, somehow, Donald Trump has managed to convince people that he's made he can make America great again. And when he was in power before, he was making America great again. And he will just keep banging that message home. No, and it's interesting, right. you know, when you're looking at delivery of a message in this very entertainment based world, he fills that entertainment need as well. He notches it up a bit from just elections into yeah. a whole homecoming parade. You know, the, there's always a circus around him. There's always something yeah. that he's got this whole kind of parade thing going, which is entertainment and that whips up a crowd and it gets the crowds going and then he just plays the numbers you know it's it's just it's fascinating watching it all unfold yeah and watching it from the perspective of, of comms 
and you know we we started with the traitors as well you know to make that great point that you know you're looking at something that's very trending fun tv show and it's kind of like are we missing the point here a bit you know are we being a bit gaslit by our entertainment you love that show my partner won't watch it because he just doesn't understand the concept of a show built on lying and deceit which he's got a point and that must be a really good thing to hear from your spouse by the way you know i can't watch something that's built on lies that's built on you know sort of you know false information it's great. yeah great i approve of that i'm still gonna watch it but james you know all bad to you no, i think you're right as well i mean i think you know, just going back to the trump thing just quickly i mean you know obviously you know much as i disagree with the message that he gets across the, the consistency of his messaging can't be underestimated because actually to sort of go further on that point his message has been consistent even out of office you know he was in office then he lost an election his messaging has remained consistent throughout his time away from being president and then people are acting surprised like certain commentators are acting surprised that he's back again and it's like well no hang on a minute you know if that message has remained consistent and it was a winning message you know unfortunately or otherwise depending on your viewpoint he's getting his comms exactly right because of you know and consistency is something we always talk about and I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, people who are sort of somehow amazed at the momentum he's gathered need to read the rule book again and need to read the history books again as well, because actually, ultimately, consistency of message, you know, democratic commentators who are who stand aghast at the fact that he's gathering this momentum and yet stood, you know, validated when Obama won two in a row. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Much as you agreed with Obama and agreed with his messaging, his messaging was consistent as well. Hence, he won two terms in a row. You know, so you can't be surprised one minute at Trump's consistency getting him votes and getting him momentum and validated the next when the same thing's happening on the other side of the coin. I, I find it fascinating. And now you've just told me, which I didn't know about, he's also exploiting many more channels of communication, even the latest and newest channels. Well, this is massive, isn't it? This is massive because listeners, you will know, and viewers on our YouTube channel, you will know that Jackie and I like to incorporate AI into the conversation every now and again because AI is a massive, massive talking point. It's a huge theme. The technology is advancing all the time. Some of Demozo's brilliant clients are, you know, AI-centric, which we absolutely love. And Donald Trump this week has been caught out, but again, it appears to have kind of worked in his favour extraordinarily, insofar as Donald Trump posted a photo on his social media accounts. I think X, I think he's allowed back on X again now, and Instagram, whatever. People went, oh, you know, that's Donald Trump praying in a church. Make America great again. What a great Christian, blah, 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 blah. Viewers, listeners, it's a fake photo. It's an AI-generated photo. He got AI to generate a photo of him praying in a church and made it look real. You know, sort of sold it as a real thing. When he got found out, extraordinarily people have gone oh that's just him using every tool at his disposal to kind of get a one up and it's like hey, this guy is made of kevlar me and my dad have this phrase you know if you're made of kevlar you're quite literally a bulletproof individual you know this guy fires bullets left right and center metaphorically or otherwise you know metaphorically in, in its entirety by the way you know fires bullets away at his competitors you know fires shots at his competitors going there this there that and when people fire shots at him it must be incredibly frustrating to fire shots, political shots at Donald Trump, because it would appear 
he just is bulletproof in a way that no one can yeah no one no one can explain it no one understands it but yeah no he's been using ai this week to to kind of again drum up support for his campaign which appears to be gathering momentum just to take it back briefly to to traitors they've also been using you know we spoke about the podcast but again i don't want to spoil it for anybody but they're reactive and again there are parallels here their reactive communications and how reactive rather their communications has been has been absolutely brilliant much as the program is kind of going from strength to strength and this extremely popular tv program that's being watched by you know hundreds of thousands millions across the united kingdom they're not resting on their laurels in the same way that again like him or loathe him trump isn't either you know what my understanding is is that he's going to be going to nevada in a couple of weeks time he can't run in the caucus there i don't think or rather they're no sorry they're holding a caucus for him like a separate thing so when him and his opponent go to nevada they're going to be competing in essentially two different races which they're both going to win their individual race and he's using every avenue possible to generate support he's using every tool and i just think i find it extraordinary it's just a really interesting case study of how you can really build momentum based on behavioral trends and appropriate use of the tools you have at your disposal it's but it's in a world of make-believe yeah but it's but it's all false it does it does it, it's not real this is the thing it's not often we're kind of like semi speechless on the podcast but it's like you know it doesn't it's not real you know this is the thing you know you've got a bbc programming mean, i think i said before before we went live didn't i jackie that actually what's really interesting you talk about consistency of message claudia winkleman who's the host of traitors was concerned that the consistency of approach they were taking with traitors was going to mean that the second series was going to fall flat and it was only when it got going and people loved it again as they did the first season that claudia winkleman realized oh hang on a minute consistency of message is actually a great thing consistency of delivery is a great thing it's what's within that message and what's within that delivered content and the nuances and the differences therein that make you succeed and again that's why there are parallels i mean you know listeners might turn around and go oh they're clutching its straws you know they're doing this sort of old oh, traitors is big at the moment donald trump is big news at the minute well okay yeah fine you caught us like you know jackie and i do like to talk about what's going on in the world right now you know i hold my hands up but by the same token that consistency that they're both showing you know based on again fundamentally deceitful material but people are <laughs> lapping it up People are absolutely going mad for it. People are going crazy for it. And, you know, other than James, obviously. Uh, James, James, James is the best of us. Uh, I've always thought this. You know, J- James is essentially the best of us. But, you know, uh, and I'm not. Uh, there you go. I'll hold my hands up. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I suppose it remains to be seen. Obviously, we are now in the week that where traitors ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so traitors, you know, as one traitor is either victorious or defeated, another traitor may well later this year be victorious or be defeated but i mean i suppose we can't really say where we see traitors going without kind of spoiling it unless you want to but where do you see the trump thing going what's your kind of opinion on that i think he might do it i genuinely do i think he appeals to that area of fear and protection Mm. in people and they believe that you know i think they I think he appear he appeals to almost the lowest basest instincts of people to the protectionism, the fear, the uh, that can lead to them thinking, okay, well, he's the man that understands us, and he's the man that understands our fears, and he's the man that understands, you know, the things that that we care about. 
And I just, I think a lot of it is down to incredibly clever communication. And clever is not a word I normally would put together with Trump because I find him very boorish. But he is actually, he's a clever guy. There's no, you know, there's no doubt about it. You know, he's, he's a clever guy. He can't, you know, he can't be held back. And I think it's going to take something to to stop him coming back. And if your own legislation, your own rules, your own lawmakers can't stop somebody who clearly thinks of themselves as above the law, well, as you said very, very well, you kind of get the leader you deserve. You created him, America. We love our American listeners, but yeah. It's on you. Let's be clear. It really is on you if this goes down, if this happens. The problem is, just to finish on the Trump thing, then I'm going to ask you, spoiler free, to predict what might happen in Traitors as we head towards the end of the most brilliant series of television I think I've watched in a good long time. Uh, Well done, BBC. Well done, Claudia Winkleman. Well done, the team behind Traitors. But when it comes to Donald Trump, we we are a matter of weeks away now from it being a straight shootout between two men. Mm -hmm. And legislatively, for all he's allowed to run again and for all it's something they've created and they've built. Yeah. They've had ample opportunity to not let it happen. And so I hadn't even really been following it. This is what's extraordinary. I'm a politics student and studied American politics a lot at university in my three years there. And I've always been really interested in it, but I hadn't even really been following it because I'd always assumed that when news broke a few weeks before Christmas, that, at least two states had said it was illegal for him to run the president in those states. I thought, well, I mean, you're president of the entire United States of America. Obviously, they have a federal system there and they have governors and things like that. But ultimately, if you can't run in certain states, I thought, perhaps naively, that's it, game over. It would appear that's not the case. It would appear even though he can't run in two states, it's like, fine, well, I'm just going to lose those states. Fine. I'll win enough states to, to not matter. And what is more? If he did get tried and found guilty of his numerous alleged crimes or criminal offences, he could actually govern from prison. There is nothing to stop somebody being the president of the United States in prison. I mean, one imagines there would be. If that if that did ultimately happen, but you're correct. I mean, it's it's one of those it's one of those alarming facts. Go figure. I just I know it's crazy. It is Disney, the Disneyland of politics. It's you know it it's it's a land of opportunity for sure. He's turning it into a blockbuster movie, isn't he? He's turning it into a theme park. He's turning it into whatever other analogy you want to come up with. That strikes me as well. Just as a weird tangent, I read somewhere. I don't know how true this is, but it's like a very similar set of circumstances. Insofar as I imagine, if it did happen, like if Trump was to go to prison but be president, one imagines. He would, much as there is a law that allows him to be president from prison, ultimately he probably would be removed from that position and someone else would become president. It's the same as I read somewhere, slash someone told me, it might have been an amalgamation of the two, that technically speaking, it's still legal to to kill somebody with a bow and arrow in Sherwood Forest in Nottingham <laughs> under like UK uncodified like statutory law. <laughs> now, Now one imagines if someone did do that, it would immediately become illegal and they would go to prison uh, quite rightly because they've done something extreme, extraordinarily nasty. But it's one of those really strange loopholes, isn't it, in law? It's a strange one. I mean, it's kind of like 
like we we are sitting in a massive glass house throwing a few stones here as well yeah. and we cannot sit on our own government and say hey great look at us up <laughs> yeah we're obviously setting a massively brilliant example yeah great you know we pass you know it's not a political podcast but we pass by a series of special legislation the rwanda bill the stop the boats bill and no sooner has you know the ink dried on the paper you know the un general for you know migration law turns around and goes whatever that is i don't know whatever yeah the, the, <laughs> the un migration guy turns around and goes that's rubbish don't do that do you know what i mean so we're not exactly setting a great example don't fact check that that I, job title no, i want to be the next un general for... i want to be i want to be the un general for migration law that's what i want to be i want to be you know and sat next to the guy who's actually in charge of migration for the un going have you just invented this job that's, title? we should do a pod just about the the, the job titles that we make up <laughs> yeah let's go back welcome to the rest is pr the best bits semicolon <laughs> stuff we've actually just massively made up uh, over the course of these 80 plus episodes we've put out there but finally before we bring this episode to a close this is this obviously factually entirely accurate episode oh, yes. of the mm. rest is pr from a comms perspective we know that traitors here on our shores is absolutely smashing it i'm not spoiling anything by saying that They've been brilliant at kind of putting billboards up in central London that have reacted to sort of some iconic moments from the series, this series. Let's just say without spoiling anything, there's been a brilliant billboard that's gone up about a certain type of rosé and a certain individual who will forever remain iconic when it comes to traitors. But Jackie, just before we bring this episode to a close, you are reasonably up to date when it comes to traitors this season. We're coming to a close to sort of veer us away from Donald Trump and the travails that the American populace are going through at the minute. Where do you see it going? Maybe don't go into too many specifics, but are we going faithful? Are we going traitors? Who's winning? Traitors UK season two. Well, I'm just going to go with what I think that good should good should prevail. So I'm going to go faithful. James, I think I can see you back there behind Jackie. Is that you sort of whispering in her ear going, no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. But if, if I were to watch it, I'd really hope the people who are telling the truth win. No, well, yeah, fair enough. I mean, you you say you hope the faithful win. In my opinion, I agree, and I know my wife Alice agrees as well, that we hope the faithful win this series. I just have a feeling the Traitors are going to do it. I just have a <laughs> feeling. I don't know. But there you go. I'll leave you on that cliffhanger, listeners. If you're watching Traitors, a few T's and C's before we let you go, thank you so much for joining us on the latest, slightly chaotic episode of The Rest is PR. We have absolutely loved being with you this week. If you've been watching Traitors and you want to get in touch with us, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. Or if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or if you'd like to join us on the episode as well we would love you to get in touch with us you can do so by emailing us info at demoza.com or info at the rest is pr.com we'll respond to both of those email addresses head to both of those websites as well demoza.com for all things demozo and the brilliant work that the team have been up to not just this week at pgc but going forward into 2024 and head over to the rest is pr.com for all things the podcast i'm updating it very very regularly and loving doing so so please do join us on that website you can also follow us on x at the rest is pr capital t capital r capital i capital pr and you can also get in touch with jackie or myself via linkedin jackie vores lyle fulton and just before i let you go listeners as well our spin-off podcast the rest is alcohol is up and running we're sharing a few of the episodes on this channel as well on the rest is pr channel but it also has its own dedicated channel the rest is alcohol so search for the rest is alcohol wherever you get your podcast we would absolutely love to have you along for the ride on that podcast we're very very proud of it jackie same time next week what do you reckon absolutely brilliant stuff cannot wait for that one but in the meantime listeners thank you so much for joining us once again from jackie and from myself take care of yourselves it's bye for now